Welcome back to the podcast. This is Get Fitty With It, and I am your only host today, Holly Stark. Um, as you can probably hear in my voice, I have been pretty sick this week. Um, I actually was out of work for Monday through Thursday, so it was an interesting week to say the least. But um, Mary is celebrating her, her bachelorette party this weekend, so I am on my own. Um, and with that being said, I was trying to think of ideas. Um, I knew my energy just was still very off. Um, I'm starting to feel better, but um, definitely not 100%. Uh, after only a few days of kind of being back. And so I thought of 21 lessons that I've learned so far in 2021. And some of these lessons are things that I've definitely learned previously, but have more so embodied over this this past eight months. Um, but I thought this would be kind of a fun little solo episode and solo topic idea. Um, that as much as I wanted to do a meditation for you guys or talk about something more in depth or teach something, I just, I don't know. I don't not, <laughs> I do not have the energy for that this weekend. I will be completely honest. Um, so with that being said, let's dive right in. Um, so one of the first things, which I think you guys have all definitely realized by now <laughs> a lesson I've really learned this year is where would you want and you know we've had multiple clothing episodes now Mary and I both have um you know together and I know we've talked about it separately too but you know really just being you know comfortable in your body and wearing you know the crop top or wearing the shorts or whatever especially in, in the summertime it's so easy to just cover yourself up because you feel uncomfortable but feel comfortable, love yourself, love yourself enough to wear what you want to wear. Um, and that is something I've been fully embracing. I've been doing a lot of reels on my Instagram the past couple of um, weekends where I share my outfits and what I'm going out in and things like that going out. And I like go to the grocery store, <laughs> nothing crazy. Um, but that is lesson number one. Number two is love yourself no matter the journey. And this one kind of fits in with the first one. But, you know, this is I've been obviously working on my self love journey for quite a while now. Um, but this year, I feel like at the most arrived type of spot, even though I know that you never truly arrive necessarily, there's always more growth to, you know, be had. Um, but I feel like I've really gotten to a point this year, you know, with, with some of the different things I've been working on, especially, you know, mental health wise, where, you know, even though I'm not at the weight I want to be, or, you know, I may not be exactly how I want to look, quote unquote, I love my body. I love everything about it. I don't care what size it is. It, you know, it helps me. It keeps me going. Um, even when I'm sick, it comes back for me. Um, you know, things like that. So number two is just love yourself no matter the journey. Uh, number three, slow down, especially after illness. So this is something that I have been learning, especially this week. So, um, you know, there's been times throughout the year where I haven't felt well, but this is the first time in a couple of years that I was like fully taken out by being sick. Um, it was a viral infection. I think it was like a viral flu and cold kind of combination. Um, but 
um, you know, I was tested for COVID twice this week. It was my first time I was ever even tested for COVID. So apparently I can make it through the entire pandemic, but afterwards I think I get COVID. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think that now that I've had such a rough week and coming back from it, like I'm really taking my time getting back into my practices and things of that nature, um, where previously I think I would have pushed myself like the day I started feeling better, been like, okay, I need to start stretching again. I need to start meditating again um, and things of that nature. And um, this was the first time all year that when I was sick Monday through Thursday, I didn't meditate. Those were my first four days all year that I have not meditated. And my first four days since April that I have not stretched. Um, and uh, you guys have heard me talk about so many times these daily habits that I do. And that has been a big one for me. And I have really allowed myself to ease back into those because I don't want to overwhelm my body and end up making it feel shitty or worse again. Um, so, you know, Friday, I, I finally went back to work. Um, and it wasn't until yesterday on Saturday that I did a small stretch and a small meditation. And then today I've done a small meditation again. Um, but I know I'm not going to even try working out again until probably Wednesday or Thursday of this upcoming week, depending on how I continue to feel. So, um, you know, really taking your time when you're coming out of whether it's illness or, you know, something else maybe that just happened that you need um, kind of a slowdown period. No, it's okay. Um, and that as long as you're accountable and, and committed to yourself, you're going to get back to your daily things. And I think that's really important to keep in mind. <coughs> I want to apologize now for any coughing that I do throughout this episode. Um, number four, less coffee. Um, and I know that sounds weird because I do, I love coffee. I love how it tastes, but this year, especially I've noticed how sensitive I am to caffeine. And that's something I never really struggled with before. I used to drink so much coffee that I think I was just kind of immune to it. And now I'm at a point where during the week, a lot of times I don't even have a full cup and on the weekends on maybe have like a cup, cup and a half. Um, but the caffeine has been really, you know, I, I talked about in last week's episode has been really um, hurting my stomach with the acidity. And especially during the week when I'm already anxious and things like that, or more anxious, I should say, um, more stress with work and, and things of that nature. So Um, you know, one thing I'm trying is switching to tea during the week and coffee on the weekends, um, and things of that nature. So I am switching it up, but definitely less caffeine has been better for me. Um, and I know that, you know, a lot of people talk about adrenal fatigue and stuff like that. That is something that I looked into a lot, a couple of years ago. And I know that I definitely probably suffer from that and the amount of, you know, stimulant and coffee caffeine that I previously was drinking. So it is nice to get to this point. Um, I think you can definitely have a balance with coffee and it takes some time to get there. Um, Number five is stretching daily. So this is something that I know you guys have heard me preach on a million and six times, but um, really since I started stretching daily in April, obviously minus up until this past week, I've just felt such a difference in my body. Like um, even coming after workouts and stuff like that, you know, especially when, you know, for a while I, I took off from lifting and when I got started getting back into lifting, you know, a month and month or two ago, um, 
you know, obviously usually at those points is when you get really, really sore from getting back into it. But I think part of it was because of my stretching. Yes, I was still sore, but it wasn't in, you know, like that intense way where it lasts, you know, five days or anything like that. And I think it's because I do take the time to stretch every day. Um, Typically for me, I take at least five minutes um, to stretch every day. My biggest focus areas are usually my back and my hips because those are kind of my tightest areas in my body. But, um, you know, if I have lifted arms or like this week, I've just been laying a lot, um, because of being sick. So I, you know, yesterday when I did my first stretch back, I focused on some more arms and upper back and neck and things of that nature. So, you know, I really take my stretching to whatever I need for that day, or, you know, if it is a day I've worked out focusing on that body part that I worked on that day. So that's kind of how I do my daily stretching, but I think it's incredibly beneficial and just very good for your joint health um, and kind of your just your your well being in general. So I recommend it <laughs> for sure. Um, number six is do the workouts you want to do, and this is something that Mary really started the year with. Um, you know, doing workouts that make her feel good um, and and not things that she feels she needs to do. Um, Sorry, there's going to be a lot of stopping for water throughout this as well. <laughs> um, but I think that by by this, I think that what I mean is this year, I really started to tap into, you know, what feels good in my body. And if I get to that week, I always plan out my, um, my workouts, usually Saturday or Sunday for that following week. And sometimes I get into that week then and, you know, there's a day or a couple of days where... I have something planned that it's not what I wanted to do. And I want to do something different. And I allow myself to have that flexibility. So for me, a lot of my workouts um, in the past few months have been Peloton rides, um, bike bike boot camps on Peloton is something I've gotten really into because it combines that cardio aspect with the weightlifting aspect. Um, I've been getting more into my yoga again recently, uh, as well as walking, obviously, and then weightlifting and using the Alive by Whitney app. So those are kind of my main things that I've been doing. Now, with that being said, you know, I do want to get running again. Um, You know, that's a goal of mine. But again, running is something I love doing and I love being outside. And so that's kind of my biggest reasons of you know, why I like to do it. But if you hate running, don't force yourself to do it. Or if you hate, you know, cycling, don't force yourself to do it, find a different cardio method or find something else that you love. Like there's so many workouts out there and so many different types of workout styles, so many things you can do alone in a group, you know, with a friend, whatever. So really explore and find what you like and find, you know, what your body enjoys and then do that and create your schedule around there. I think really taking that into account this year has been a big game changer and and me actually sticking more so to my fitness and things like that, where um, I think before a lot of times I would get myself into such a rut of, I need to do this. I need to stick to this program or, you know, X, Y, Z. And I was just hating it. And then I would just put it off and not work out, you know, for months or, you know, things of that nature. So really finding kind of the fun in fitness, I guess you could say. Number seven is habit tracking. Um, So as I mentioned earlier, with my stretching and and things of that nature, I have been habit tracking. Um, I think I started using an actual habit tracker in either April or May. 
I want to say it was April. Um, and I just printed one off online and I just write kind of my top couple of habits that I'm tracking that month. And they change a little bit each month. Um, a lot of the ones I focus on are stretching, um, flossing, skincare, um, meditation, walking, things of that nature. So just things that I want to be bringing into more of my daily practice. Um, and like, you know, flossing your teeth, that's nothing that difficult or skincare, that's nothing that difficult, but I want to make sure I'm actually doing these things to benefit my skin and benefit my dental health. So that's why it's really helpful for me because at the end of each day, I'm coloring in the box and I use different colored markers. So it's super fun for me. Um, but then at the end of the month, I can really see, you know, how am I actually making these things a habit? You know, how am I doing on these things that I want to be a daily thing for me? And it's really helped for me to have a lot of realizations, but also um, see where I really lack and where I really put things off, um, which has been eye-opening for me. Because a lot of times if you're not tracking it or you're not seeing it, um, it's a little bit harder to know or not lie to yourself, um, you know, saying, oh yeah, I've done it a bunch of times this month, you know, but you have no proof that you have and you know in your head you didn't. Um, so I think that has been really beneficial for me. You know, I don't think you need to take it overboard and track everything in your life by any means. But I think if there are things that you want to be doing on a daily routine, it is super beneficial um, to see, you know, how often am I doing this um, and build that routine until it is a daily habit. Um, number eight is more intentional goals. So this is something that um, Mary, I think last week, or not last week, in the last couple of weeks had pointed out. And I think she had got it from uh, our friend Ashley Elm's podcast when she had talked about the year of me, um, which I know I have not listened to that episode bef before <laughs> yet. I'm so behind on podcast right now, honestly. But um, I believe that's where she got this from of kind of making smaller goals instead of having so many during the month that you're trying to accomplish. And that really hit me. And so um, today I'm actually going to be writing out my August goals and intentions. And that's something I want to keep in mind because I feel like all year, both Mary and I have been setting so many goals. And while some of them are very small, um, you know, it, it can become overwhelming and, and almost doing too much. And especially after being so sick this week, I think that, you know, having just more aligned, but less goals for August is going to be really beneficial for me. Um, and I think that if you're someone who maybe is like me and setting so many goals, take a step back and see, you know, what really is the most important to you um, and the things you want to focus on most. Number nine, spending less, more satisfaction. So I've always been a spender. Um, I've always liked spending money. I get money in and I take money out basically. And um, I used to always buy so much, you know, on Amazon or gym clothes or things I didn't really need. And this year I've been really focusing or trying to focus more on, you know, what I'm actually intaking, not only because I want to save money because obviously my fiance and I want to buy a house and, and things of that nature, but also because, you know, I know I don't need half the crap that I buy. And, um, you know, I've been so interested in more of like an eco-friendly living and things of that nature. And so I know 
there's so much stuff that I sometimes get or used to get, I should say, um, that, you know, it's just causing more waste and, and things of that nature. And that's not something I want to be promoting or bringing into this world. So it's something I'm definitely working on very much so still, but I thought it was a good lesson that I've really started to implement this year. And then I want to see how I continue to implement it. Number 10, have rest days. So this has been really important for me because I think as we kind of ended last year, going into this year, Mary and I were doing, you know, different challenges and stuff like that, where you were working out every single day. Um, and I've done that sort of stuff in my past where I worked out every day. Um, and I realized, especially as I'm getting older, those rest days are so important. And even if you are making them more of an active recovery rest day and you're going for a walk or something like that, like allowing your body to actually recover from your, you know, cardio or hit or weightlifting, whatever type of workouts you do, um, you know, is really beneficial to your body. And, and, um, I feel like because I was pushing myself so hard at the end of last year into the beginning of this year with working out every day, it really, kind of reinforce for me the importance of having rest days. And then I started seeing so many influencers talk about it as well. Um, like I know I've seen Nikki Blackheader talk about it and Whitney Simmons has been someone who's talked about it a lot this year of like, have your rest days. But if you need like a rest week too, take that, like truly feel into what your body needs and go from there. Lesson number 11, eating to truly fuel and not to hit numbers. So um, this is something that, you know, in my kind of celestial journey episode um, or celestial lifestyle episode, you guys heard me talk about a little bit more, but, you know, since the celestial lifestyle, I have learned to properly fuel my body, I guess, Um, but also you know, knowing, not knowing what's good and bad, because I don't like those words, but also I knew before, you know, healthy and unhealthy foods. It's not like I didn't know that before, but I really spending that week eating in a specific way um, and no processed foods, no dairy, you know, anything like that really helped to see um, kind of the amount of crap that other foods, you know, put in my body that make me feel lethargic or tired or foggy and things like that. So, you know, changing my eating and getting more fruits and vegetables and real foods in there has been huge for me this year. But also, you know, I had mentioned, (coughs) I had mentioned, um, I think it was an episode or two after my solo celestial lifestyle episode, um, that I still wasn't tracking my food and I still haven't been, honestly, I haven't went back to it. So it's been a little over a month of not tracking. And, um, I honestly still feel really good with food and I've actually been, obviously this week I was sick, but I've been losing more weight. I've been feeling better, um, you know, overall, not so obsessed with food. And so, I truly think that the celestial lifestyle just was such a eye-opening and game-changing experience for me. And I'm so grateful to Jordan uh, for creating the program and helping me to get to this point of not always tracking um, because now I feel like I can do it in a balanced way. 
Um, number 12, get outside more. This is something I really started working on, I will say, last summer um, when I really started running and just wanting to be outside more. And this spring and summer, I've been working on it. Um, I feel like I have been out a little less this year, honestly. And I think it's because I haven't been running, which is another reason I want to get back into my running. But um, there's just, as Mel Dolan talked about in last week's episode, just getting outside and getting in tune with Mother Nature is just such a special and spiritual connection. And even just going to sit outside and read is just so calming. And so those are the types of things that I've been trying to do more and implement more um, and just make me feel better, honestly. <laughs> um, number 13, working on all of your health. So this is something I focus on again for a long time, um, you know, in terms of spiritual health, physical health, mental health. But this year I've really started to dive into so much more, obviously with like dental health and skin health and period health and kind of all of these smaller facets that we don't always focus on as much. And I've been really taking those healths to another level. And I think it's so important to slowly build, obviously, you know, bring in your mental health routine and bring in a physical health routine, then a spiritual health routine. Like obviously don't overwhelm yourself if you're not currently, you know, having any type of balance in any of your health or wellness spaces, you know, take your time and slowly build it. But because I have such a foundation of my physical, spiritual, and mental this year, I felt good diving into these smaller facets of different health from those three kind of big pillars, I guess you could say. And so for me, it's been a lot of learning and I've done a lot of learning, obviously through our guests on this podcast, but just through reading and trying and, you know, things of that nature. So um, really opening your mind to more than just kind of our three pillars of physical, mental and spiritual and getting a little bit deeper than that. Um, number 14, light cleaning cleans the mind. So, I mean, cleaning your space is always going to give a refresh, but something I've been really working on is um, every other weekend, for the most part, I do kind of like my actual deep clean where I fully clean everything. But on my off weekends is when I do what I call like my mini clean, where I wipe down all of the counters still. And then I used to just kind of vacuum up and that was it. Um, but recently I started um, after I wiped down my counters and like my kitchen and bathroom and stuff like that, Swiffering, uh, because I do have a place that is all natural wood floors. So I realized that a Swiffer just collects a lot more sometimes than a vacuum. So cleaning and, you know, even sometimes at the end of the day, as I'm making dinner, you know, cleaning up the counters and stuff like that, like just setting yourself up to close out that day and start the next day or close out that week and start the next week um, is so beneficial and could really help just kind of reset and, and clear your mind. So that's something I highly recommend, whether it's a daily or more of a weekly, you know, whatever it kind of may be for you. Um, just take that into consideration. Uh, number 15, do more fun things. And what I mean by this is um, this year, well, last year, really, I started playing more video games. So I started getting back into Animal Crossing when that released. And then, um, you know, Brandon and I were playing a lot more of Crash Bandicoot. I had gotten Spyro the Dragon. So a lot of games I played as a kid last year. Um, and then we, I had gotten this like clubhouse game on the switch that me and Brandon always play and it just has little games like air hockey and Mancala and stuff like that so like little board type of game 
things. Um, but I love doing stuff like that. And I have found so much fun getting to spend that type of time with my partner um, and my friends as well. Like I always, I play Animal Crossing with one of my close friends often. And it's our kind of time to not only play, but also just chat and catch up, which is really nice. Um, but doing other things too, like I a couple of years ago I had really gotten into like coloring and water painting and stuff like that. And that is something I really want to get back into and just kind of having more of that creative outlet that's a little bit different than my normal creative outlets. So just kind of doing something fun and doing something different. Number 16 is enjoy the little things in life. And really what I mean by this is, um, you know, so often, you know, at during the middle of the day or at the end of the day or something like that, my partner and I will be, um, you know, sitting and watching and, you know, a show or something like that. And, you know, we'll have little jokes going or, you know, um, you know, me and my friends will have, you know, certain things going that we're texting each other about, you know, that are funny and stuff like that. And it's like really finding enjoyment in those moments of life when you're communicating with the people you love. Um, you know, sometimes it's so easy if it's in the middle of your day, you know, especially a work day to be stressed out and, you know, not really fully letting in those small moments. And I've just learned, especially, you know, in this past year with the pandemic to really just slow down and feel into those moments and just be so happy for those moments. And this next one, number 17, kind of leads directly into that. Um, tap into your gratitude daily. This is something that you guys know I always do. I mean, I, I ask our guests all the time, you know, what they're grateful for. But I think that, you know, spending a moment in the morning or a moment in the evening or in your journal or whatever the case to really tap into your gratitude is so important, even if it's just waking up every day and saying one or three things you're grateful for. Like I always say, I'm always for the one or the three. So for me today, I'm just really grateful that I'm starting to feel better um, and that I am starting to feel a little bit more human and like myself. Um, number 18, homemade milk is the way to go. So um, the last weekend before getting sick, I had made cashew milk uh, and I had some before getting sick and then I've had some kind of post feeling better. And oh my gosh, it is so good. And so making some more today and next week, I'm going to try oat milk, but it just tastes so much fresher. Um, and it's such an easy process. And you use like four ingredients, like you have your oats and your cashews, some water, some salt, some vanilla, and really, that's about it, unless you want to put like cinnamon or something like that in it. And so it's just made all of my, like my coffee, my tea, everything like that, that I have had in this past week, so much more delightful. <laughs> so homemade milk, the way to go. Number 19, learning to love food and not obsess. So this kind of ties into one of the ones I said earlier about, you know, eating to fuel and not hit the numbers. Um, and I meant to actually move these two together, but I clearly forgot. Um, so really, like I was saying earlier, you know, finding the foods that you do love, what fuels your body, what feels good in your body, but not obsessing about food. You know, so many of us, especially as women, think about food all the time. And yes, I love food and I love cooking and things like that, but I want to have 
other thoughts. Like I want to think about other things. And so really creating that space for myself this year has been so beneficial to my mental health, but also just in general, how I'm viewing food. So if you are someone that is so obsessed with that, you know, do some work, you know, whether it's things like the celestial um, lifestyle or the book that I read, The Goddess Revolution, that was a really, really big game changer for me as well by Mel Wells. Um, so maybe it's picking up a book like that, but really finding and tapping into that side of you. Um, and that way you can break through that obsession with always thinking about food. Number 20 is aligned actions to help with mental health. Um, and so for this one, for me has just been, you know, taking different things each day that are going to help me with my mental health. So sometimes it's tapping into a certain type of meditation. Sometimes it is doing some different breathing exercises throughout the day. So, you know, this one is definitely more of a kind of an open-ended one, but you know, because I've gotten into such a spot in my mental health journey where I can feel more clearly, you know, my anxiety, my depression, things like that. Um, it's been a big game changer for me to know when I am feeling off, when I'm not feeling right and, and be able to find different actions to tap back in and, and feel a little bit more secure or safe. And then my last lesson for this year so far is never stop growing. And again, a lesson that I think, you know, I've known for a long time, but I have just done so much growth this year in so many different aspects of my life. Um, and I think that it's so important to, to not, you know, never stop growing and always be hungry for more and hungry for change, even though those things can be scary and they can be difficult sometimes, you know, really tapping into that because um, once you stop growing, you know, that's when you become sedentary. That's when you're going to start maybe not seeing the shifts you want in life or feel the joy or happiness you want in life. And so, you know, for me, it's always doing meditations, reading books, interviewing guests on the this podcast, just learning more. Um, and obviously I'm really interested in health and wellness. So that's what I focus a lot on. But if you're interested in something else, like continue to learn in that area, maybe you're an artist and want to continue learning about different, you know, art styles or painting styles or something like that, like take it however you want, just never stop growing. Um, so those are the 21 lessons I've learned so far this year. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I know it's going to be a little bit of a mini episode again, but, um, you know, as I had said, it is Mary's bachelorette weekend or it was now that it's over, obviously, because you guys are listening to this on Monday, but, um, you know, make sure you go send her some love, even though it's afterwards, we have her wedding coming up in uh, the next couple of weeks. So it's going to be super fun for her, but also for me seeing her get married and everything like that. But as always, you guys can find us on Instagram at getfittywithitpod. And you can email us at getfittywithitpod at gmail.com. And I would love to hear some of the lesson you, lessons you guys have learned this year. So feel free to reach out on Instagram or send you know us an email, anything like that, and share some things that you've learned this year or that you're learning this year um, and how they're really benefiting you. I would be so honored for you to share those lessons with us. And I hope maybe you can even take some lessons from my book and start applying them to yours. 
So with that, I hope you guys have an amazing day. I apologize for my in and out scratchy voice, but I'm glad you guys got through this with me and we will see you guys next week. Sending so much love.